0: This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to The Love Code. Thanks for joining me for another opportunity to have inspiring and existing conversations. I personally find in my life that the more I can be surrounded by inspirational conversations, inspirational thoughts, inspirational books, the more it Uplift Me, and that really is the purpose of the Love Code. It's to really inspire you to tap into the true potential that you have, to create the life you want, whether it's creating your health, your well-being, your relationships, creating a greater sense of connection to life, to all of life, or to create abundance in your life. And that's really the focus of today's conversation. We're going to be talking with Noah St. John. How to Achieve More Wealth and Happiness Than You Ever Thought Possible. So if uh, you are curious and ready to expand your abundance, then I'm so happy you're here with me today. So a little bit about Noah. Noah St. John, who is Dr. Noah St. John, PhD, is recognized as the father of affirmation and the mental health coach to the stars. In a quest to morph from professional ballet dancer to coach, mentor, keynote speaker, Noah spends hundreds of money and time with a variety of programs offered by personal growth leaders, and just like many others, the promised wealth wasn't forthcoming, so Noah decided to sit down and find out why that was, and what was he missing, and then he found it. So now he works with Hollywood celebrities, seven and eight figure company CEOs, professional athletes, top executives, and elite entrepreneurs. And Noah is famous for helping his coaching clients make more in just 12 weeks than they did in the previous 12 months, while winning back one to three hours per day and four to eight hours, uh, four to eight weeks a year. He helped his clients generate $2.8 billion over and above what they were earning with greater ease than ever before. And he is the author of his latest book, The Seven-Figure Life, How to Leverage the Four Focus Factors for More Wealth and Happiness. Um, Noah, it's so great to have you on the show, and I'm looking forward to this <laughs> conversation immensely. You know. Uh, well, thank you, Cheryl. So- it's
1: great to be here. Thank you
0: you know um uh, i have to laugh because you know 2.8 billion dollars is more than most people can ever comprehend <laughs> you know it it's um you know i i mean I, i'm really curious to 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 this conversation to understand how you can help the rest of us who aren't who aren't you know top executives who aren't hollywood stars who aren't billionaires Uh, How how does this work for us? And before I, you know, Mm -hmm. we move into that conversation, which is going to be Mm -hmm. an interesting one for sure, um, Mm -hmm. I'd like you to talk a little bit about you and your Mm -hmm. journey in life. And what was it, what were those pivotal moments that um, changed and transformed you and your purpose and service here in this lifetime?
1: Well, thank you, Cheryl. Yeah, I um, just—I'll give you—I'd be happy to answer that. I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. Now I know that's a total cliche, <laughs> but uh, it's true. I grew up in this little town called Kennebunkport, Maine, which is one of the wealthiest communities in New England. But my family was dirt poor, and I mean that literally, because we lived at the bottom of a dirt road in a drafty unfinished house that my parents ended up losing to foreclosure when I was just 15 years old. So growing up, I was painfully exposed to the gap, the chasm between the haves and the have-nots. The haves was everyone else in the community. The have-nots was my family. And you hear these speakers, you know, motivational speakers or whatever, and they get on stage and they'll say things like, well, we were poor, but we were happy. We didn't know we were poor. Well, in my family, we freaking knew that we were poor (laughs) because my mother, bless her heart, reminded us every day that we were poor and miserable. So no, it wasn't happy. It sucked. And so I hated that life of poverty, fear, lack, not enoughness. That's what I grew up with. But I saw that right down the street, there's great wealth and abundance. So I literally said, how the heck do I get from here to there? And, of course, there was no one to help me. There was no coaches or mentors, and, of course, there was no Internet back then. So I did the only thing I could think to do, and I went to the library and started reading books. I read every book that I could on self-help, personal growth, success, the classics, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, Stephen Covey. And I read them, and I, I poured over them, and I worked really, really hard for years and years, but I just couldn't seem to get them to work. And so at the age of 25, I was so frustrated, so depressed, so lonely that I said, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore, and I decided to commit suicide. I decided to take my own life. Now, at the very last moment, my life was spared, but I didn't know why, and I didn't know what my purpose was here on the earth. I said, well, I'm still here, but why am I here? And so I went on another long journey. This was to find why I'm here. What is my purpose on the earth? And I went back to the library, started reading more books on on spiritual growth, Deepak Chopra, Ernest Holmes, Marianne Williamson, Louise Hay, Neil Donald Walsh, all the spiritual thinkers of our time. And fast forward five years later, in 1997, over 26 years ago now, I discovered my purpose, my life's purpose. I actually found it when I found what was missing in all those books that I'd spent all those years reading that no one was talking about. And so I decided to write a book. I said, well... This is my calling. This is my mission here on earth. And so I've got to write a book. And I wrote my first book. It was entitled Permission to Succeed because I realized that we don't need more how-tos of success. What millions of us need, we need to actually give ourselves permission to succeed. And no one was talking about it at that time. And so very few are are still talking about it even all these years later. And so now uh, I've published 21 books uh, in 18 languages, We've helped our clients, as you mentioned, add over 2.8 billion dollars in new revenues, found money. I mean, meaning we've helped, you know, everyone from yes, Hollywood celebrities and CEOs to just everyday average people, you know, moms, dads, teenagers, uh, you know, literally even even kids who really use my methods because they're that simple. And they're, but they're that transformational. So we've helped people add, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners add six, seven, and eight figures to their businesses in record time. But we've also helped people to heal their relationships, find love for the first time, save marriages. We help kids with their self esteem, get better grades, just feel better about themselves, more confident, help people to lose weight and all different aspects of life. So it's really been an amazing journey. Um, and it started from very humble beginnings and, you know, here we are today, and it's uh, it's really been a lot of fun.
0: So what is the missing piece of all of that
1: mm-hmm.
0: material and spiritual growth and development that, that
1: mm-hmm.
0: you found and that has been your mission in life?
1: Well, there are actually several. <laughs> I, I discovered a lot, actually, and that's why I've written 21 books, and people ask me all the time, no, why do you keep writing books? I'm like, well, because I keep finding things. I keep finding things that are missing. You know that people need and that's really going to benefit people uh you know that's one of the reasons for this new book that's how do you
0: can i can i ask how, how do you find these things? what what happens does it come to you do you get inspired do you mm-hmm. do research mm-hmm. what 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 goes on for you mm-hmm. that you bring this information into the world
1: it's a combination of of research and meditation for me so i really like to go inside and just ask questions you know like you know well what's my what's my next message what what do we need to talk about now and so i do a lot of introspection which is something that i help my clients to do i teach my clients to do that you know whether with one-on-one coaching or group coaching or even in my keynote speeches because i'm a keynote speaker get to speak all around the world you know whether virtually or live but you know so it's a combination of that you know really going inside and asking those types of questions and then doing a lot of research so uh (laughs) I'm known as the nerdiest nerd in the personal development industry. <laughs> I'm kind of like that, you know, the scientist who is in his his laboratory there and just coming up with new things and new inventions, and you know, so yeah, that that's really for me. It's a, it's a matter of of going inside, asking those types of questions, and then going outside, meaning, okay, well, what is the market looking for? What are they hungry for right now? And what is nobody else talking about?
0: Yeah, it's like finding your niche, right?
1: Exactly. That's right.
0: You know your 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 particular gift that you are bringing into mm-hmm. this dimension, mm-hmm. to, assist, to assist people. So, okay, let's go in mm-hmm. and talk about some of those discoveries that you make. Oh,
1: absolutely. That you were given. <laughs> yeah, that that's you, right. That's you, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, um, you know, looking at, for example, my my new book which is called The Seven Figure Life, how to leverage the four focus factors for more wealth and happiness. So people are asking me now, well, so, you know, number one, well, what are these four focus factors and, and why do I need to leverage them? And so uh, you know, whether I'm working with one on one clients or group coaching clients or or even my keynote speeches, one of the things I like to do is give an example and, and illustration. So You know, when people hear the title, The Seven-Figure Life, naturally they think it's all about money, right? You know, oh, he's only going to talk to us about money, you know, investments or whatever and things like that. That's all about money. And look, (laughs) let's face it, money is important. I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood, so I know better than many people, you know, that poverty sucks. I mean, there's nothing good about not having any money. There's nothing good about it. it. It truly sucks. However... Let me illustrate the point that money isn't actually everything, even though, of course, we've heard that cliche before. But let me actually show you that it really is true. So imagine if I said to you, okay, I tell you what, I'm going to give you a million dollars right now. And you go, wow, that's okay. Sounds great. There's just one stipulation. What's that? Well, you have no time to enjoy it. All right. So you don't have any time at all, and you can't enjoy this money whatsoever because you have no time. That sound like a good deal? And you're like, well, not really. No, that that actually doesn't sound like a great deal. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a million dollars, and you have to be sad, miserable, and depressed all the time. Sound good? No, that doesn't sound very good, <laughs> right? And then I say, okay, I'll give you a million dollars, but you have no one to enjoy it with, and, you know, you don't have any relationships, and it's just all by yourself, all right? And, and there's no one around, and, and you can't enjoy it with anybody, all right? Sound good? No, that's not really that good. You see what I mean? so that's how i illustrate the fact that these four focus factors that i talk about in the book are time, energy, relationships and money. so when you look at the time the time, energy, relationships and money, that's what i call the four focus factors because there's there's many interesting things going on here that i, you know, go into great depth in the book on, but so one of the things that happens is Everybody that I coach, whether one-on-one or group coaching, everybody says to me, Noah, I wish I had more time. Noah, I I wish I had more energy. I just I just don't have the energy that I used to. Noah, I I, I don't have the right connections. You know, I, I wish I had better relationships. And, of course, I wish I had more money, right? So those are the four things that everybody says. But what's amazing about that is everybody has these four focus factors that I just talked about. Everybody listening to this program, you have time. You have time right now because you're not dead. You have time. Number two, you have energy because you're not dead, (laughs) right? You have energy. If you didn't have energy, you'd be dead. Relationships. You have relationships. Now, you might say, but no, these are not the relationships I want. Okay, but you're, you're not probably, you're not a hermit living, you know, in the woods somewhere, you have no relationships, you probably have relationships right now. Okay, maybe they're not the exact ones you want, but you have them. And then finally, money. Oh, no, I don't have the money. Okay, but guess what? You have some money. I'll give you an example of what I mean by this. So, when I started my company in 1997, I was living in a 300 square foot basement apartment with $800 to my name and a book on HTML. That's how I started successclinic.com, that's my company, over 25 years ago. I had nothing. I had no money. You know, I had no uh, connections. I had no business skills. I had no marketing skills, no sales skills. There was no, you know, the Internet, if you can remember being on the Internet back in the 90s, remember that? All right? remember that? And I mean, it was like it was like trying to build a house with a rock and some sticks. I mean, there was nothing. You know, but see, what I did was, and, and I know that so many people listening to this program, probably everybody listening to this program, has done something similar, which is, you know, when you find these obstacles that you are facing and you have a strong enough reason to overcome those obstacles, you find a way, right? So what I always teach my clients is when you find your why, you find a way. And so I found a way because I had a very strong vision, mission, Purpose, you know, I call it finding your why too, and so I found my why too, and that is what enabled me to go through and overcome those obstacles of having no money, you know, no connections, and so forth. And so the point is that wait, wait, you
0: know, when so people wait, say, wait, so yes, wait, no, no, but wait, wait, Noah, can you? Yeah. That's a really interesting part of your journey. What what actually did you do to make to be to begin this work that has evolved into? you know, your success. But what did you do when you were in that basement apartment <laughs> with $800 and no
1: connections? Exactly. Well, I, 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 I meditated, you know, again, and I went inside. and said, all right, well, what am I supposed to do now? I've got this message. I've got to share it with the world. What am I supposed to do now? So the thing that occurred to me was i got to write a book. I mean, I have to write. I have to package up this information so that I can, number one, sell it, Number two, make money. And number three, make a big difference in the world. Because I coach a lot of people, and they say something like, you know, well, no, I've got this message, but I don't know how to bring it out to the world. And I always say to them, well, so have you ever thought about writing a book? And everybody that I talk to says yes. Oh, absolutely. I've definitely thought of writing a book. I say, well, why haven't you done it yet? Well, because I don't know where to start. And, of course, you know, that's one of the things that I do. We have, you know, like we help people get their books done. We have a book done for you program. working with a stem cell doctor right now. He's been thinking about writing this book for years. We're getting it done in a matter of weeks. So, of course, I didn't have any help back then. I didn't have a coach that I could go to and hire and say, you know, here's how you do it, step by step, fill in the blanks. So I just had to figure it out. And remember, I will reiterate, this was back in the 90s when we certainly didn't have, you know, the print-on-demand, and Kindle and Amazon and all the amazing tools that we have today, which make it so much easier than back then. So I just said, listen, I've I've got to, that's got to be my first thing is write a book. Now, I will say in all fairness, I always wanted to write a book. I'm one of these weird people that actually enjoys writing. I love writing. I love speaking, you know, keynote speaking. I love coaching. I love actually the doing of this. So I, I have a distinct advantage, and I get that. Um, you know, and that's of course one reason I'm able to help people get their books published and help them just get it finished even after they've been thinking about it for years and years. But so I wrote my first book. It was called Permission to Succeed. And now there was no print on demand. There was no, you know, Amazon existed, but not, you know, of course, anything near what it was, what it is today. So I just went down to local print shop and printed out a bunch of copies on a copier. (laughs) And I I just bounded together, and I started going around the bookstores, and I said, hey, you want to to carry this book? And they're like, yeah, sure, why not? I don't think that would work today, (laughs) but also you wouldn't have to do it. You can just go on Kindle. You can have a book in a weekend. So anyway, but that was what I realized is that you just have to package it up in a way that you can sell and make money. So the selling part, of course, enables you to make money so you can make a, a living, right, doing what you love doing. And then the package enables other people to benefit from your wisdom. So that's really how it all started.
0: So when you so when you started to um, give your books to local bookstores, mm-hmm. and then they so you they became aware of you. And then mm-hmm. did you then offer to give a, a talk at the bookstore? And then you started to mm-hmm. you know gain more interest and. In, in, Was that the formula for you back
1: then? Yes. That's exactly what happened, yes. And then I also had a lucky break, and that was I met Jack Canfield. Now, I'm sure most people listening know who Jack Canfield is. He's the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, um, or co-author. And um, now this was 10 years before The Secret came out. So this was, you know, back in the late 90s. So, you know, The Secret came out in 2006 or 2007, and, you know, so this was 10 years before that. But, he, you know, Jack was still very, you know, famous and successful. Well, it just so happened that he was doing a talk in the town that I was living in at the time, Amherst, Massachusetts. And I happened to know the person who was organizing the talk, so I asked him. I said, can you introduce me to Jack Hanfield?" And he did. And Jack, I I showed him my self-published book, which he he just fell in love with it. He said, yeah, this is great. I'm going to send this to my publisher. And he was good to his word, and eight weeks later I got a call from the Chicken Soup for the Soul Publisher, and they gave me my first book deal back in 1998. The book came out in 99, and that's how it all started. So that was a lucky break, you know, that really – But notice Well, well,
0: can I I mm -hmm. just say – no, that wasn't a lucky break. Can I just say – I'm listening to your story. You had a – because I think it's it's exemplative of what we're – we're really wanting to inspire people with. So you were inspired mm-hmm. to write a book because you you had information. You had something mm-hmm. that you felt was of real value and service to others, right? Mm-hmm. You had no resources yep. that you were aware of. But you had a <laughs> no. strong intention, right? You mm-hmm. had a strong right. pull. You had a strong desire. Mm-hmm. And then you found the way, you know, go to copy, you know, go to copy machine, make some copies, <laughs> and then you went to the bookstores, and, and things happened from there. But once mm-hmm. you put that intention in, that's by action. You didn't mm-hmm. know how it was going to unfold. You didn't know who was going to be there to help you. It didn't mm-hmm. matter because you were just following this strong desire to fulfill mm-hmm. a greater mission and purpose in life. And that, mm-hmm. and then it led you to Jack Canfield. That's right. right? That's
1: exactly right. Yes, you're right.
0: And and that's such an important message because you don't have to know how to do anything. You just have to have that strong commitment and desire to find to, to share whatever it is or to develop the passion that you have. And then the way unfolds as you hold mm. that strong desire and intention. And that's the journey that makes life very interesting
1: actually. yes indeed I will I want to reiterate or or uh, jump off what you're saying there for the folks listening is it is not enough to have a vision it's not enough to have a dream it's not enough to have a desire it has to be backed up with action I will say that you know if I would have had uh, you know different things happen at different stages in my career You know, I'd probably be a lot further on, you know, than I am right now because there were things that happened and I trusted a lot of the wrong people and I paid them a lot of money only to find out that, you know, they can't teach or coach their way out of a paper bag. And so there are many times in life that we need some outside help. Like Jack was a big, big help for me getting my first book deal. But then I still had to keep taking action. And so one of the things that I... You know, coach my clients on all the time is taking action in the face of fear. You know, I was very nervous meeting Jack Camp. I mean, even way back then, he was still very famous, very successful author, and here I am. You know, nothing. And I'm like, I was so nervous and scared. You know, my palms were sweating, and I was like, oh my gosh. You know, he's probably mm-hmm. going to laugh at me or say this is dumb or whatever. You know, he's going to say, you know, don't bother me, kid, or whatever. But he didn't. I mean, he was he was so nice. He was so gracious and you know, good to his word. He he did send my book, which was self-published. I mean, it was like literally the ugliest book you've ever seen. <laughs> and he, and he saw past that, you know, to his, to his great credit. And in fact, he actually wrote the forward for when the book came out from Chicken Soup, he wrote the forward for it. So you'll see his name on there. But anyway, my point of, uh, for, you know, the lesson is for the folks listening is, you know, taking action in the face of fear. Most people, what I've noticed a lot of people, or I'd say most people who are stuck or, you know, not reaching the level of impact or, or income or influence that they want, one of the things that they're stuck on is they're saying, well, you know, I'm I'm too scared. I'm I'm afraid. And I'll say to them, well, guess what? If you're waiting to be not scared in order to take action, then you'll never take action because fear is just there. Fear is just, you know, it's not going anywhere. But if you keep succumbing to your fear, then you'll never have anything. And, and you know, you'll stay stuck. Um, there was just as a quick example of that, I was coaching one of my clients, named Tim, and he was telling me this very thing. You know, he's like, well, I really want to do this, and I'm pretty scared. I'm like, well, okay, but what if you don't do it? And he said, well, then I'll stay stuck. I said, okay, well, what if you do it? He goes, well, I might fail. Okay, well, which one do you want? Do you want to stay stuck, or do you want to have the possibility that you might fail? Because guess what, you might succeed. He's like, oh, that's true, I never thought of that. Anyway, he went on and he built a multi seven-figure business in less than two years. Just literally, one step at a time, you know, following the blueprint, taking action, but that was the point: was taking action in the face of fear.
0: Right. So, so um, I, I want to go back to that missing
1: what mm-hmm. you what
0: you initially found mm-hmm. to be the missing uh-huh, aha, and, mm-hmm. and also the, the explaining uh, when you kind of use the quotes. You're the father of affirmation. So, yeah. let's talk about those points.
1: Well, actually, that is one of the missing pieces that I discovered is my discovery of affirmations. Now, for the folks listening, I'm not saying it wrong. I'm not saying affirmations. I'm saying a new word, unless you've heard of me or heard of my work before. It is a new word that I invented 25 years ago. So everybody who's ever read a self-help book knows what an affirmation is. An affirmation is a statement of something you want to be true. So, like, for example, in my keynote speech is one of the things that I – do as I like to say, okay, I say to my audience members, all right, we're going to play a little game. Now, everybody say this affirmation just like we were taught, just like the gurus taught us for, you know, the last 150 years. And I say, you know, everybody say, I am rich. And everybody goes, I am rich. And you know what happens next? Everyone starts laughing. And I go, what are you laughing at? And they go, well, I'm not rich. And I say, but you just said you were. And they go, yeah, but I don't believe it. See, now, isn't that the truth about the old affirmations method? We say these positive statements we want to believe in, but most of the time we just don't believe in. In fact, a scientific study was done on this very point, and they found out that 75% of people who use the old affirmations method actually end up more frustrated than before. So imagine if you had a smartphone that didn't work three out of the four times that you tried to use it. You'd probably get a new phone, wouldn't you? Well, that's what I, I invented, a better phone. And so uh, a phone for your brain. And so my affirmations method is what I discovered one morning. It was April 1997. I was actually in the shower. This is in my books and my coaching programs. I call it the shower that changed everything because I'm sure (laughs) most of the folks listening have had those aha moments in the shower, right? You're thinking about things and it's like, oh, aha, Eureka, right? And that happened to me and, you know, you gotta pay attention to those shower moments because that can actually change your life. And this, this shower moment changed the lives of over a million people so far, you know, because of my, my, my teaching, my, my coaching. So, um, the app, my app formations method is when you, instead of saying a statement like, I am happy. I am successful. I am rich. And your brain goes, no, you're not. <laughs> right. We just don't believe it. Right. I said, yeah. well, wait a minute. What if we were to ask an empowering question? rather than make a statement because the human mind operates using questions not statements for example if i say to you why is the sky blue why is the sky blue now what just happened in your brain in that moment
0: i'm envisioning a blue sky
1: right you're searching for the answer right you're literally your brain is automatically searching for the answer even if you don't know the answer your brain is automatically searching for it. You know, it's, it's literally going through. It's like a computer, right, or a, a Google search, right? It's looking for the file. The yes. sky is blue because brr, I don't know. But it's yes. looking, and it does it automatically. So I said, wait a second. What if instead of saying statements we don't believe, what if we just cut out the middleman? What would that look like? Let's see. you got the statement or affirmation, I am rich, which your brain replies, yeah, right. So I said, well, what would the question be? And then I said, Why am I so rich? Why am I so rich? Now, when you ask that question, what immediately starts to happen in your brain? Well,
0: you're you're searching for validation or how to make
1: that. That's right. You're searching for the answer. So what I teach in my books and my courses and my coaching is the law of sowing and reaping. As you sow, so shall you reap. Now, this is an ancient law. It's been taught for centuries. And yet, what are most people doing? Sowing lousy thought seeds. Why am I so stupid? Why am I so fat? Why can't I do anything right? Why don't I have any clients or patients? Or Why isn't my business growing fast enough? Why is there more months left at the end of the money? And when you ask lousy questions, what do you get? (laughs) You get lousy answers. And that creates a lousy life. And so I said, well, wait a minute. What if instead of asking lousy questions that lead to lousy answers and create a lousy life, what if we just flip the whole thing on its head, start asking empowering questions that lead to phenomenal answers, and create a wonderful life? And as I was standing there in the shower April 1997, I said, holy cow, I think I just invented something. (laughs) And it's brand new in the annals of self-help. And I knew that because I'd read every book, and no one had ever talked about this before. And so yeah. I had to give it a name yeah. and the name that I gave it was Afformations, A F F O R M A T I O N S. You can literally go to afformations.com and learn more about my Afformations method. And I said, "Holy cow, this could really change a lot of people's lives. I just got to tell them about it." And that's one of the reasons I decided to, you know, write my first book and of course 20 more subsequent books to teach pe- teach people around the world. How to change their lives by doing something they're already doing.
0: Well, that's really interesting. So um, mm-hmm. it's asking the question that mm-hmm. will open up um, the, the – the, the, in the field of infinite possibilities, you're asking a question to bring forth the answer in the field mm-hmm. of infinite possibilities. Uh, I would say that would be my Mm -hmm. way of languaging it, right? So then you can find find things come to you because of how you are languaging what it is your desire to create. It all depends because if you're languaging in a way that it has no emotion to it, right? I mean, the affirmations, just repeating them will not work because you need an emotional connection, energy. As well as the intention. But when you say, how can I create more love? Then you start opening up possibilities that make you feel inspired, I would think. I mean, when I say that now, I feel that. What are your thoughts? Am I on the right track here, (laughs) Noah?
1: Yes, you are on the right track. Absolutely. And what I want everyone listening to realize is something very, very powerful, very profound, and yet very simple. And that is, you're already doing this right now. Every single human being who is walking on this earth, all eight billion of us, are already using my affirmations method. There's only two problems. Number one is most people don't know they're doing this. You know, most of the people have not heard of my affirmations method yet, which I'm hoping to change that. You know, uh, which is of course why I do interviews like this to teach the world about affirmations. That's my stated mission. But secondly, and most even more importantly. Not only do people not know they're doing this, most people are doing it in exactly the wrong way because you are already, everybody is already asking questions. The problem is most people are asking lousy, disempowering questions like the ones that I gave examples of a moment ago. Why am I so stupid? Why can't I do anything right? Why does nothing ever work out for me? Why can't I get a date on Friday night? Why can't I find someone to love? Why is my business not growing? When you ask lousy questions, you're going to get lousy answers. That is your life. And, of course, people don't know they're doing this. Nobody does this on purpose. They just haven't been trained how to do it. They haven't been taught. They haven't read my books or gotten coaching from me or whatever it might be. The point is that you're already doing it, and that's the beauty of it. You can literally change the course of your life in an instant using my affirmation method. Now, there's more to it. I will say that that affirmations are not magic. I want people to realize this. This is very important. This isn't magic, right? This is science. So my affirmations method is just one part of the system that I teach people called the power habits of unconsciously successful people. Now, that sounds like a mouthful, but it's actually very simple. Highly successful people, what I discovered over the course of 40 years of studying and reading Highly successful people are doing things unconsciously that they don't even know they're doing. And therefore, if you don't know, if they don't know they're doing it, they can't teach it to you. So that's one of the reasons why all these gurus and everything out there, they're saying things that aren't exactly wrong, but they also don't really help. Let me give you an example. I had uh, one, uh, one client who came to me and he said, you know, Noah, I'm really stuck. I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing okay, but I know I could do so much better. And he said, I've been, you know, spending all this money and going to all these gurus, and they all say the same thing, and I'm just, I keep hitting the this, this ceiling, you know. I call it the income ceiling. I, I keep hitting the same thing over and over no matter what I try. And I say, well, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I hear this all the time. He said, you know, I'm probably going to miss out on a million dollars this year if I don't fix this. I say, well, you know what, I hear this a lot, and I tell you what, um, I will coach you, and all you have to do is give me 10% of that million dollars, and I'll find you that million dollars this year, just by fixing these few things. And he said, "Okay, well, you know, that's that's a lot of money, but you know, I think, you know, I've heard a lot about you, and everybody talks about you, and you know, so I trust you." And he said, "Okay." So he he paid me 10% of a million dollars, that's 100 100 thousand dollars, to coach him one on one for a year. Well, in that year, I didn't find him a million dollars in 12 months. I found him $1.8 million in 10 months. And meaning <laughs> he had this just enormous growth in the course of less than 12 months. And he also got to take more time off. He, he, was, he emailed me. He said, no, I'm on a seven week vacation with my wife. We just bought a new RV. And not only am I making more money, but I've got so much more time now. It's awesome. So the point about that is that everybody is already using my app formations method. But if you don't learn, how to actually form these empowering questions rather than disempowering questions and then also do incorporate these power habits then that's what causes people to just get the same result year after year after year and that's of course what we want to get out of
0: so what are some of those habits and can you and just
1: mm-hmm. just
0: go over how to phrase questions again so you're asking mm-hmm. an empowering question, and then let's look at some
1: of those other habits that you – Yeah, absolutely. So when, the way that I've been teaching my affirmations method for over a quarter century now to over a million people around the world is affirmations are a specific form of question that engages your embedded, the embedded presupposition factor of the brain. Now, that's just a fancy way of saying when you ask a question, your brain automatically searches for the answer. So most people looking at the disempowering questions are asking disempowering questions, like, you know, why can't I do anything right or why don't I have enough money? So if we were to flip that around, why do I have enough money? Why am I so confident? Why am I always in the right place at the right time? And why do I take the right actions even in the face of fear? Now, when you ask those questions, when you start to ask them, by the way, you know we have you know books and and journals so that you can actually do this every day but it only takes 5 mm-hmm. minutes a day to change a habit literally 5 minutes mm-hmm. a day and so the point is when you're doing this you want to you want to meditate on it you want to write them down you want to read about it read it in read in my books and you know listen to it and things like that so the point is that using those affirmations you're switching the embedded presupposition factor you're engaging it but you're engaging mm-hmm. it in the positive or the as I call it the empowering because if you look at that word empower that's what it means it means to access your own inner power rather than disempower you which is what most people are doing Okay
0: okay so that's great. and so and then if people go mm-hmm. to that website com, you have mm-hmm. more information there okay.
1: That's right so and yes I,
0: so I, I just how, how, I have to emphasize how you language mm-hmm. a statement is really profound. How, yes, well, I, that's we what, what so I was
1: confident. giving you. That's why I was giving you several examples of that. So instead of saying, yes. you know, I am happy, I am successful, I am rich, those are, affirm- those are statements that your brain probably doesn't believe. So you'd say, why am I so happy? Why am I so rich? Why am I in the right place at the right time? See, when you ask that question, You're forming. That's why I invented the word affirmations, the, the The root of that word is the Latin word formare, which means to form or give shape to. So you're literally forming these new questions in your brain, thereby forming the life that you really want. You still have to take action. It's not magic, and that's what I was getting at, is that, you know, there's a lot of people out there, who teach that manifestation means you don't have to take action. All you have to do is think about money, and money pours in from the sky. Really? What what planet is that on again? You know, that would be nice. Um, but, uh, you know, on planet Earth, we have to take this annoying thing called action, right? We have to do something. You can't sit around in a form that you're going to have six-pack ads and eat junk food and never exercise, right? You have to still take the action. That's why I wanted People realize that this is the foundation of everything that I teach, my app formations method, but you still have to take action. It's, it's like visualizing a house and then never swinging the hammer. You have to swing the hammer if you want to build the house.
0: Absolutely. Yes. So, okay, let's talk about so, – so is, is are you, the four <laughs> – focus factors that you talk about in your mm-hmm. book. Is that, um, yep. is that one of them? How to, how a language or do you have? Oh, yes, others? absolutely.
1: Other- yes, absolutely. So looking at the four focus factors of time, energy, relations, and money that I was talking about earlier. So using our formations, we can start to form better questions and form better habits, thereby forming the life that we really want. So, um, as I mentioned, you know, everybody says, I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, I don't have the resources, I don't have the money. That's their excuse for not taking action. So isn't it ironic that the very things that everybody is complaining about, I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, I don't have the resources, I don't have the money, are the very things that we need to leverage in order to get the results. Now, this isn't magic, and it's not overnight. But just like I talked about my client, you know, who went from you know, being scared to a seven-figure business in less than two years, and Charles, who I was just talking about, you know, $1.8 million in 10 months. I mean, these are real people and real results. The point is that anybody can do this, but you have to take the action. I I know I keep saying that, but the point is that I want people to realize that there there are a lot of teachers out there that really do teach manifestation in what I believe is a very – it's just totally incorrect. And that is that all you have to do is change your mindset and your life changes. Now, of course, changing your mindset and in what I teach, which is even more specific, much more specific, which is changing your questions because that's a specific thing you can do right now today. It only takes, you know, you can do it in less than five minutes a day. But you still have to take action. So it, I, I feel it is incorrect for people to go around saying that all you need to do is change your mindset because I don't think that's true. I think you have to start taking action, yeah. and I've seen it work. You know, thousands of times for yeah.
0: a client. I agree. I I, I agree. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you need to have a a, a clear intention, and but you must um, mm-hmm. then put it into physical reality. That's right. That's I'm right. That. Exactly. Right. That's
1: right. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. What What else do we need to know that you are that you found, know, and working with for your successful mm-hmm. client mm-hmm. or helping to find? Some clients become more
1: successful exactly what
0: are some of the
1: other one of the things that everybody can do right now is really focus on what it is that you want now i know everybody says that right Every, oh focus on your goals oh man i've heard this before well i get that but what i re what i realized after studying these highly successful people and looking at what they're doing unconsciously that they don't even know they're doing and therefore they can never teach it to you is I realized that they don't look at goals in the way that we have been taught, but they really look at it as a destination. Okay. So in other words, (laughs) and I like to say it like this, um, you know, for those of you listening to the program, you know, that, that are married, right. Or have been married, right. You, you probably had a wedding of some kind, right. You had a wedding, whether you know it was an elopement or you've got a church wedding or whatever it was. Right. And, um, You know, like in my case with my wife, we had a a beautiful wedding, and all the family and friends, and, you know, I'm sure most people listening have had that kind of experience, right? Well, what I always like to say to people is, did you goal your wedding? You didn't goal your wedding. You planned your wedding, right? And let's say you want to go on vacation, right? You want to go somewhere. You want to go to Australia, go to the Bahamas, whatever, Jamaica, whatever, right? Do you goal your vacation? No, you plan your vacation. So I'd rather see people use that word plan rather than goal, because a goal for so many people, and, I mean, this is what happened to me, and so I stopped using that word goal. I I don't have goals anymore. I don't set goals anymore. What I do is I plan. I say, okay, this is where we're going. This is the destination, right, just like a wedding, a vacation, whatever it might be. This is where we're going. Now this is when we want to get there. Okay, now let's move or, or work backwards from that place, and what are the steps that we need to do? And then you break it down on, and it could be on an annual basis, it could be on a quarterly basis, a monthly, a weekly, a daily, and even an hourly basis. What are the steps I'm taking today so that I can reach my destination and do it without stress and without overwhelm? See, what just doing, just switching something as simple as that, right? And some people say, well, that's just semantics, right? Aren't you just splitting hairs? I go, well, you tell me, Right when I say to most people, you know, set your goals, they, you know, throw up in their mouth and it's like, ah, oh, really set my goals for that a million times. Right. And I'm still not <laughs> reaching my goals, but see, that's why with my clients, whether it's one-on-one or group coaching, they're able to say, Oh my gosh, I never thought of it like a destination that I'm just, I'm going to get there, you know? And like, again, think about your wedding or your vacation, you knew it was going to happen. <laughs> it's just, it's going to happen, you know? Now you could be not prepared for it. You could just show up and say, well, "Hey, what, what do you guys want to do today?" You know, well, that's probably not a great idea. I mean, hey, if you want to do it, that's fine, but you probably did some planning, I bet. So that's the thing. If we look at our desires, at the targets that we want to reach, I, I just really advise people to start planning and stop goal setting.
0: Mhm. Okay. Uh, I uh, yeah, that makes sense to me and. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, although, um, if someone is envisioning the outcome, mm-hmm. that would be considered mm-hmm. planning, right? It's like you envision the beautiful wedding. Now you envision oh, that's what I would call it. Perfect.
1: Yes. Yeah. And then you, you, when you envision it, absolutely envisioning is very important. And you know, top elite athletes mm-hmm. talk about envisioning all the time. Tom Brady, Michael Jordan. I mean, all the top athletes and all the highly successful people mm-hmm. that I've coached and interviewed. Absolutely. Visualization is important, but that's even, that is proving my point, which is saying, you know, when you're envisioning it in your mind, you're picturing it, that is a part of planning, as, as I would call it. I would call it, yes, you're planning, you're, you're bringing it into your mind and body and saying, aha, okay, now what do I have to do today, what do I have to do right now, and probably what happens for most people is they get scared. Oh, it brings up the fear. Oh, what if I can't do it? What if I fail? What if I, let's take action anyway. What if you win? What if you succeed? Stop asking lousy questions and start asking empowering questions. Right.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, this brings us um, back, uh, back to the mm-hmm. point that if people mm-hmm. want to create a different reality than what they're experiencing now or or mm-hmm. to expand the reality from what they have now, there are definite steps. I mean, we, we need to to um, be able to take the time. We need to employ, uh, uh, yeah, put into action, um, uh, mm-hmm. a strategies or steps or teachings, whatever you want to call them, but we need a plan that we work mm-hmm. with, whether it's meditation every day, whether it's a uh, you know coaching program with someone that you work with, whether it's a visualization mm-hmm. that you do, um, but to Step us into a greater sense of the the possibilities that we are. We we have to find some program, some plan, some mm-hmm. guidance that we follow on a daily basis, which is the the discipline part, the the mm-hmm. you know staying committed on a daily basis.
1: That's right. Exactly. Good morning, everybody.
0: Oh, good. That's a I'm so sorry, Noah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all right.
0: We're going to have a fire alarm toast. Ah. I guess that emphasizes the point, Noah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well,
1: we yeah. Oh, dear.
0: Okay, I just muted the horrible fire alarm. That's oh, my. Said. Uh sorry that's that. Noah, is everyone else listening. Hope you didn't hear that alone. Hey. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Yay. All right. That's Noah. Funny. So yes.
1: uh
0: I wish I had my own, you know, studio somewhere far away from it, it, the of my of my life. That's funny. Uh but I don't. Anyway, okay. So um So, okay, in the time we have, you Mm -hmm. want to give us one more piece of your wisdom to help people move forward in their lives and to create more wealth and happiness than they ever knew before?
1: Yes. Well, absolutely. Um, You know, um, when we look at the seven-figure life, I want to emphasize that money is important. Absolutely. You know, um, one of my mentors told me years ago, he said, you know, um, money may not be that important, but it's Right up there with oxygen. <laughs> so it's important. You know, it's like, yeah, I would like that, you know. And and that, that's what we need here on planet Earth. I mean, let's face it. So, but I do want to emphasize the fact that, you know, as I mentioned earlier, when you look at those four focus factors that I talk about in the book and that I, you know, help people with all the time, having more time, more energy, better relationships and more money, that's what leads to a happy life, a fulfilled life. Uh, an abundant life, whatever you wish to call it. It's just a life that's worth living when you have the time yes. to do the things that you really want to do with the people you want to do it with. When you have the energy so you're not sad, depressed, frustrated every day. No, you're happy, joyful, grateful every single day. You have the relationships. You're with the people who you want to be with, both in your both in your personal life and your professional life. And, yes, having the money so that you can do the things you want to do when you want to do them. That's what leveraging these four focus factors can really do for you.
0: Where do you put philanthropy in all this? You you know, people are creating huge amounts mm-hmm. of you know, their clients are becoming mm-hmm. successful, but mm-hmm. you know, the end the end in itself is not money. <clears throat> and and where does really of service when you when you coach your people mm-hmm. and they're creating all this mm-hmm. wealth, what what else mm-hmm. is it that you are guiding them to do? Because I you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that the creating wealth is a great sense of achievement and obviously all the reasons you talked about, but mm-hmm. to, to motivate people to create wealth without giving them that experience of responsibility and how to create a better world seems to be just supporting greed, selfishness.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, of course, I would never tell anyone, you know, what they should believe or how they should contribute or give back, but... Of course, that's something we talk about all the time, and it just comes up naturally as people do start to accumulate more wealth and more abundance. They absolutely, I mean, everybody that I work with always wants to give back. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, I was coaching one of my clients. uh, His name is Brian, and he, you know, was stuck. He was working really, really hard, but he just really wasn't progressing to the level that he wanted to, and he'd spent tons of money and lots of time and effort just keep hitting that ceiling. And so I coached him and, you know, went through this process. And as a result, he ended up making $95,000 in just 12 days of our coaching, just 12 days, not 12 weeks, not 12 months, 12 days. He made 90, an extra $95,000. That's a good amount of money. So he's like, man, Noah, this is amazing. I mean, this used to take me hours. Now it takes me just minutes every day, you know, just minutes a day instead of hours. I was like, wow, man, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, so he was so excited. And so one of the things he decided to do to give back was he decided to do a fundraiser for his church. And he ended up raising over $1.2 million for his church, and they actually built a whole new wing as a result of that money that came in. And so, you know, that's a very, very important thing is to give back. And so just to Mm -hmm. keep that flow of abundance going so it's not just stopping or stagnant, it really is flowing, uh, a flow of abundance.
0: Yeah, and it, it I mean, that's the real sense of satisfaction, mm-hmm. isn't it? When you are mm-hmm. able to give back and contribute in some way, right. you know, maybe, maybe it's just giving a smile to somebody. <laughs> it, it doesn't <laughs> even have to be money, but by
1: that's giving right.
0: to others, it's such a powerful yeah. healing energy of love for us.
1: That's right. Absolutely.
0: We're the recipients. So uh, you know, I want people to know as we're getting close to the end of the show, Noah. Let's talk about how people can get your book and uh, Mm -hmm. learn more about your services and uh, Mm -hmm. just access some of the wonderful wisdoms and teachings that you have, and you know, and maybe pick up one of your Mm -hmm. funny books. Hopefully, the new (laughs) book, the latest. (laughs) Latest is greatest. So, first of all, um, I know one of the websites is Breakthrough with Noah. Dot com with but you also have mm-hmm. your seven figure and I, I think you're mm-hmm. offering um, some incentive for people to buy your book as well to get the benefit.
1: Yes, absolutely. When you go to sevenfigurelifebook.com, the number seven, just like it sounds seven um and you order the book there and you can order you know from anywhere in the world um, and go back to that page sevenfigurelifebook.com, and, uh, enter your information and I will send you $300 worth of bonus gifts because you ordered, you know, you heard me on this program and you ordered the book at sevenfigurelifebook.com. And then, as you mentioned, breakthroughwithnoah.com. That's another site that we have, breakthroughwithnoah.com. You can watch an 11 minute video training of how I help my clients make more than just 12 weeks than they have in the past 12 months while winning their lives back. So there's a really cool video there. You can watch that at breakthroughwithnoah.com. And then my main website is just my name, noahstjohn.com, com, just like it sounds, N O A H S T J O H uh, N dot com, and you can learn more about our books and programs and coaching and courses and things like that. Uh, all that's available at noahstjohn.com. dot com,
0: and also affirmations dot com.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For yes. Uh, it, it, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Indeed.
0: Well, thank you be another great uh, place for people to go to learn some of these mm-hmm. wonderful strategies that you have, <laughs> affirmations, yeah. which I'll put in the show notes, all these um, different websites. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, well, we're, we're just about at the end. So do you have mm-hmm. some parting words of wisdom for us, Noah?
1: I would just like people to realize and remember that help is available. I, you know, when I was 25 years old, I decided to take my own life, and it's, you can't get much lower than that in terms of, you know, self-confidence, self-esteem, believing in yourself and so forth. And, you know, I was very fortunate that my life was spared at the last moment. And so I've decided to give back, you know, to to the community, to the world in, uh, in this time that I've been given. And I want people to realize that, that there's help available. So reach out, reach out to, you know, somebody, a, a trusted friend or a coach or a mentor Um, or, you know, books, courses, (laughs) whatever it might be. But just don't think that you have to solve it or figure it out on your own. There really is help available. Just do your homework, do your research, make sure the person that you work with is, you know, reputable and they've been doing it for a long time. So, and they've had, you know, lots and lots of case studies of people that they've helped as well. So, make sure you avail yourself of that help and keep taking action even in the face of fear.
0: And uh, I just want to add that. point we started with in the beginning is to mm-hmm. learn to ask the best kinds of questions. Right? Mm-hmm. Learn to, 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 to ask the best kinds of questions because out of that, those questions, possibilities emerge. Exactly. So those are some uh, wonderful inspirational thoughts to leave with everyone on today's program. Um, Thank you, Noah, for your your passion and your inspiration and the wonderful work you're doing in the world to uh, transform people's lives. It's a pleasure having you on the show and all the best with your latest book, which I have no doubt it's already a great success. <laughs> and, to, and to everyone listening, thank you for joining me again here on The Love Code every Saturday. I hope you'll be uh, participating in these conversations uh, If you'd like to get the archived shows, I want to remind you, you can either opt into my website, which is drcherylfillman.com. You can like me on my Facebook page, which is What Women Must Know, which is my uh, website based on the name of my other show, What Women Must Know. Go there. Or you can just go to Podbean or Spotify. The love code is everywhere. So until next time, may your roof be filled with love, peace, and harmony. I think